0: Hey, guys, Rachel here. Um, So today's episode is going to be slightly different. Um, Actually, this was supposed to be a solo episode, but um, I ended up interviewing, I guess, actually today. Um, And she's at PRI, which is this week at Indie. And she did mention some things about PRI and due to the time sensitivity of because PRI is literally this week. Um, I knew that I needed to put this episode out right away. So, um, so yeah, so this is going to actually be a guest episode instead. Um, and also shout out to one of our sponsors, RacingJunk.com. Uh, they are the official classified for Race Wife Unfiltered filtered. They are at PRI and they have a booth. So, if you guys are at PRI, make sure that you check out racingjunk.com's booth. Um, it is number 2143. Um, and make sure you guys stop there, say hi, um, and definitely support them as much as possible because they support us and they help us, you know, pay the bills. So, so yeah, guys, uh, make sure that you go if you are in Indy this week. Um, there's that and there's also a bunch of other events that are going on as well. And that does get mentioned later on in the episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hey guys, welcome back to Racewipe Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today we have a special guest with us. She is a motorcycle drag racing champion, entrepreneur fashion icon. I mean, she's been seen, you know, on the runway at New York Fashion Week. She's a SAG member, official ambassador for BMW Motorcycles. So welcome Richmond, Virginia native Destiny Spurlock. Hey, Destiny. Hey, girl. Hey. Thank having me on your podcast. I know. <laughs> it's been so long because we've been kind of going back and forth and I know schedules are just crazy. So, but I'm glad that we finally Get to connect, even though obviously it's in the middle of PRI. Like you're literally starting at PRI today. <laughs> so yes, yes, but still, I mean, we got we got a chance to finally connect, so I'm glad. So That's right. obviously, you are doing so much stuff. Um, I mean, and you started riding motorcycles, which is crazy at the age of six. So like how did that start like so were your parents like they just threw you on the back of a motorcycle and were hoping that you stick with it or kind of so my mom and my dad
1: they've been riding motorcycles forever so my mom and dad got a motorcycle and i think i was six and i've always been intrigued by you know fast things and adrenaline things Mm -hmm. and so i was like mom i want to ride so every time my mom Started that bike, I was on the back. And my dad started it. I'm like, I'm going with you. I don't care. I'm six years old, holding on for dear life, but having the time of my life at the same time. So um that's where it started. Mm-hmm. And then my dad got me a go-kart, I think maybe at seven or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was tearing up the yard at my grandparents' house. So I've just always had that need for speed mm-hmm. since I was a tot. And that's how it started, I guess.
0: Yeah. And then like, and then obviously you went to drag strip at 12. And then it's like, that was pretty much like, you knew that was your calling, right? Like you were just like, I've got to do this now.
1: I did because so when I was 12, that was the first time I saw motorcycles drag race, like Mm -hmm. motorcycle drag racing. And I was like, okay, yeah, I want to do this. But before that, I got the chance to go to an all junior dragster. So they're like junior dragsters for kids um, race. And I really wanted to get into that, but my parents, they did not give me a junior. So I was cool just going and watching. Mm -hmm. But once I saw the motorcycles, I said, I don't care. I'm doing that at some point. So yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and I mean, especially since you started, you know, on the back of a motorcycle at six, it's like, I'm sure it's like, you were like, oh, and I can race these too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's exactly what it was. It was like, okay, so I can go really fast on these legally on the track. So yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, it was funny. Yeah. I will tell you a cute little story mm-hmm. about that too. So when I used to be on the back with my mom or dad, there was this like really long strip to our house. And every time we got to it, I would tell my mom or dad, I'll say, hit it, mom, or hit it, dad. And then they'll like kind of get into it a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, that's where I got that, that, yeah, yeah, let's go from. Right.
0: Yeah. It's like, no, like, I want, I want you to go fast. No, faster. Like, that's not yep. fast enough. And it's like, they're like, no, you, you know, you're too young for me to be going that
1: fast. <laughs> Listen, they'll tap my leg. That meant, hold on. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so obviously you you know you did that for for quite some time. I mean, it ended up you know becoming a champion, which is crazy, you know. And you were the first woman to win like an event championship in the four in the four hundred and sixty, you know, mm-hmm. index. So that world's quickest woman on a BMW S one thousand, which I love those bikes. To be honest, I've seen them and I love those bikes. They they look so amazing. So I don't blame you for picking that
1: one. (laughs) So yeah, I I was the um, first woman um, to win a 460 index race, like Mm -hmm. a final. So it wasn't the championship Mm -hmm. per se. Um, I did miss the championship by one point. So that was heartbreaking. But (laughs) to get on the S1000s, listen. I thought I knew fast until I had got on one of those, and it was literally day and night. Um, everything, the bike is lighter, the mm-hmm. throttle response is, was completely different, it's very torquey. Um, yeah, that was my baby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
0: I don't blame you. So, um, so that bike, do you still have it?
1: Yes, I still have my S1000. I will never get rid of it. The only way I will get rid of it is if it's going into a, a museum or something. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it can sit in the corner for all I care. But that's my baby. That that's what changed my whole life mm-hmm. when it came to drag racing. So. Yeah, I don't blame
0: you. I don't blame you for
1: wanting to keep it.
0: So now, um, so do you still um, do you still stick with like the 1000s, or are you wanting to? move up a little bit so yeah so we my boyfriend and i we
1: have um well we had two mm-hmm. uh Gixxer 1000 oh okay 20 yeah. and one's a 2017 yeah so yeah i don't really race my bmw anymore um i actually um am no longer with bmw for ambassadorship because we're changing things and going a different direction but um the Jixer, they're So when I first raced the BMWs, those were fast. Mm -hmm. But now Mm -hmm. that Suzuki has played with some things and have changed it up, they're faster than the BMWs when they came out. Yeah, so they're moving. But as far as me sticking with what type of bike, I love 1000s. They're just very slim and sleek, and they fit my body and my riding style. Mm -hmm. So as far as street bike. Yeah, one
0: thousand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't blame you. Um, yeah, and um, the first bike I ever rode was a Ninja two fifty. My husband had uh-huh. bought one, and I was like, you know what, I want to ride it. Like, I I want to try. You know, because it's not like I had ever jumped on the back of a bike ever. Um, and yeah, and I loved it. But then it's like, then later on, he got a Jigsaw, but it was a six hundred because, um, he. He doesn't really mess with one thousands and above that. Like he just kind of like six hundred was like enough at that time. And yeah, and I rode the Jixer, the Jixer six hundred for a, a little bit. And yeah, I I totally understand why you like those, why you like the Suzukis. Yeah, they're they're nice. Yeah. Now I love he the Suzukis
1: too,
0: though. Yeah, but now he has a uh, Ducati. So, yeah, is it eleven ninety nine? Uh, it's the Hypermotard, the um, the strata. The hyper, okay.
1: yeah, okay.
0: but because he's big into the whole hypermotor type stuff, yeah. But, um, I haven't taken that bike out like by myself, I've only mm-hmm. ridden on the back of it. But that's a nice bike, too, yeah. Um, but they are very nice, yeah. But to ride by myself, I would probably go with the Juxer though, because like that, one, okay. I don't know, that one was like just that one was just really comfortable when I did it. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people think, too, that all 1,000s or all 750s or all Mm -hmm. 600s are all the same. And they're not. They all feel completely
0: different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it just depends on your riding style, too. Because, like, if you, you know, depending on how you ride, that can also change how, you know, how you feel on the bike, too. Because, you know, some people ride a little bit more up on the tank and some Mm -hmm. don't, you know. and So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And then a lot of people, they ask me, they're like, would you ever get a BUSA or a 14? Oh, yeah. I mean, out of the two, I like the way the BUSAs feel mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. far as comfortability. But I don't know. The 14s, they just, they're so stuck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't blame you. Like, I don't know. Like I could, for me, it's like, I don't know, because I, I, I'm obviously not that, great of a rider so like i'm a very beginner like 600 wouldn't be the highest i'd go but yeah yeah, like i don't know like i I feel they're just so bulky and yeah uh, i i don't see how people ride those and you know be able to like be comfortable on them yeah like once they start going
1: they're very smooth but the initial Right. Eating position and everything is like,
0: "Oh, I'm on a big <laughs> Cadillac." <laughs> right, exactly. It's it's massive. I mean, it's like it it's almost like I guess you could kind of compare it to like the gold wing of like sports bikes, you know, cuz yes. like, they're just so big and it's like I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's perfect.
1: That's perfect. Yeah, like
0: that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that that's pretty much how they feel. Like I don't I'm like I don't know about yeah. I mean, yeah. some people like them um, and, and, and obviously for like the drag strip makes sense, but like to mm-hmm. ride them on the street, I don't, you know, I feel yeah. like that's just a little too much. So. Yep.
1: And I did hear you say, you know, cause you're a beginner and you feel comfortable on a 600, but I'm going to tell you, like I tell everybody else, the bike only goes as fast as you make it. Like mm-hmm. literally the 600 to the 1000, it's the same bike. It's just, you know the motor is a little
0: different, yeah. But you know, you just take your time, and you got it. You can work your, work your way up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I haven't I haven't rode in years, and it's because you know now, like we downsize to one bike, and my husband, you know, he honestly the bike sits more than anything now, because um, we just don't really have time, you know. With racing and stuff, you know, because he races a dirt lane model. So, like, between that and work and kids, we just tend to not really get out very much on the motorcycle anymore. And, like, I do miss that because, like, that was that's a lot of fun to do is just go yeah. ride and stuff.
1: So. I definitely understand because people ask us, they're like, do you guys go and ride on the street? I said, when? What time? Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have time. Our riding is at the racetrack, exactly.
0: right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. But yeah, it's crazy how much. Um, cause I, I actually was talking to somebody I think it was
1: last week, and we were talking about how
0: like you don't realize how much time like racing takes up of your life until the off season, and then you're like, "What do I do? What do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait. This took up this much of our time. Like you really start to like put it together, and it's like yeah. I didn't realize that we were spending this much time, you know, with racing. Even though, like, you know, sometimes we're not at the track; it's just like prepping the car doing whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like I didn't realize how much time it was truly taking, you know, yeah. from every you know from everything else. And it's like, yeah, like it definitely it, it's a lifestyle because I mean it takes up so much of your time. Literally. Like you said, during the off season
1: when it's a weekend and we're not at the racetrack, I'm literally sitting at home, like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Like, oh, <laughs> I guess I'll go cook dinner? Like, what am I supposed to do? I guess I'll go to do some yard work. <laughs> right, exactly. It's <laughs> like so- what do
0: what do normal people do? Normal people-
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, that's what I say all the time. I promise you. It's crazy. So yes. it's good to know. I'm not
0: the only one. Mm-hmm. That feels like... No, no. It, it's definitely like that all the time. And like we've been, you know, we've been doing this for 18 years. And it's like yeah. It, it yeah, it's like, I'm like, man, really it's like we, you know, this has been our lives for so long. It's like when the off season comes, it's like, okay, do I wanna binge Netflix for a little bit? Or yeah. like, do I? Like, do I even wanna watch TV?
1: Like, I don't even yes. know. <laughs> that's us literally we'll be doing what you said it's like okay let's go watch some some netflix so we'll get on a really good series like ozark or mm-hmm. something like that and then we'll be sitting there on the sofa we're like all right let's go in the garage let's go do something with the motorcycle because
0: that's what we're used to I don't, yeah we don't know how to be normal <laughs> no no because that's the same thing with my husband he doesn't know what to do with himself he's like um I think I'm just going to go work on the car. I'm like and do what? Like I think you've done everything you can on the car. I don't know, but I'm going to find something cuz yes. I don't want to sit down and watch TV or whatever. Yes. And we sometimes he will like jump on iRacing cuz he'll do that Not a one. lot more, but yes. other than that, like we we don't really know what to do. We just kind of Yeah. Going and Just yeah. going through the motions of every single day during the off season, like, uh, I guess I could do this. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely. And it's funny you bring up iRacing because I love sim racing. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. So we're thinking about getting a sim, or we'll probably get one. But I know on the off season, if we do get a sim, that's exactly where I'm going to be. <laughs> <at>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has one of those, one of the motion rigs. And yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, he stays oh, on that, that all probably. the time. Yeah, he stays on it all the time. So exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I've been on it a couple times just to like try it. And yeah, I can see how people could get, get it, you know, addicted to doing it. Cause uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's fun. Like when I, when I do, but I kind of just leave it to him. Because it's like, yeah. it moves a little too much for me. Like, I'm yeah. like I don't feel like getting sick, cause, especially and, in and, VR. Yeah.
1: yeah. So my boyfriend, he can't do the motion one either. Mm-hmm. It like messes with his equilibrium. But me, I can get on it and it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do we get one with motion or without it? And if we get one without it? I want motion so I was just like mm, we will figure it out. <laughs> right. You could just turn you could just
0: turn everything. Turn you off. can just turn all the motion off whenever he wants yeah. to do it.
1: Yes. That's so awesome that your husband does dirt racing. That is so cool. I
0: love watching them cuz they're always battling it out. Oh yeah. 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 Um definitely this year for sure cuz like he moved so he, first he did many sprints. He did micro sprints. Mm-hmm. And then he moved to the dirt late model because out here in Louisiana, they pretty much like the mini spirits don't even really run anymore. If they run once a month, they're lucky. So we so he was like, I want something where I can run a lot more consistent. Um and so he switched to the late model. And we've been doing that for three years now. But um but yeah, this year like this past season, like he got really comfortable with the car you know because he got a different car compared to what he had started with and like he was actually getting really comfortable with it and he loves it like and that's what he was saying like that was that was definitely a learning curve for him because obviously open wheel you can't touch you know and so, at all no <laughs> not at all and so he so at first he didn't realize that with the late models you could rub like a lot yeah. like you know with and, and stuff when he first started because he was like because uh-huh. people were wondering they were like why do you keep like holding back like whenever you know people are like trying to you know rub against you and stuff uh-huh. and he's like well you know i don't i don't want to like you know get pushed into the law i don't want like certain things to happen they're like you have a lot more like there's right. a lot more give with mm-hmm. late models it's not like a sprint car where you touch Y'all are flipping. Yep. Y'all are gone. <laughs> like, yep. you know, there's no, there's nothing you can do about it. And they're like, no, you can rub and stuff. Like, it's no big deal. Oh yeah. Since he, since he found that out, oh, sheet metal's been torn up. There's, yep. there's scrapes all over the sides of the car. <laughs> Fire marks.
1: Yeah. Oh circles. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What they say? They say. If you're
0: not rubbing, you're not racing. Mm -hmm. So he better get in there. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And oh yeah, like he, yeah, he definitely uh, he got more aggressive this year with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, we had to start. We had to end our season a little early because um, one wreck that he got into it did quite a bit of damage. So we had to end the season a little early. But that's okay. I mean, it's it's no big deal, but um This next season, though, we want to be able to travel because here most of the tracks are closed. So we all we've got is Baton ridge Raceway down here, and they only run every other week. So, like, if and then sometimes not even that because like they'll um they'll rent the track out to like other events and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if they're not racing, we have nowhere to go. And so oh. yeah, because all the other tracks have shut down. So. We, so he was like, you know, ne- you know, next season I actually want us to try and travel a little bit because, mm. you know, because then he can actually get more seat time because that's keeping him from being able to get much seat time in the light model. So, yeah, it's definitely all about that seat time. And oh yeah, it sucks that it's
1: only like one track by you all, and it's to hear you say that. It's like weird because so many people when they meet me, they're like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, "Virginia." They're like, "Oh, you're in prime location for mm-hmm. any type of racing. You have so many tracks." But to me, it seems normal. But yeah. then when I talk to people like you, and you're like, "There's only one track," I'm like,
0: "What? Like, is yeah. not life." <laughs> yeah, and when then that's the crazy thing. There used to be more tracks, but it's like either it's bad management, like the tracks don't don't manage them right, or they're shutting down because you know just because because they're like oh they don't want to do it anymore or whatever and and yeah it makes it harder because for us if we do want to go anywhere else we have to travel pretty far so we can either go to northern louisiana which can be anywhere from 4 to 6 hours yeah yeah um like the top of the state is 6 hours away from us Oh my gosh, that's excruciating! <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like it's it's crazy because it's like you wouldn't think because if you look at the map, yeah. Louisiana looks pretty small, but it's actually six hours from Baton, from the Baton Rouge area where we are to the top of the state. So, oh my gosh, yeah. that is wild!
1: Like yeah. literally, if I if I traveled six hours from Virginia, I would be in. South Carolina. Oh, so okay. Like yeah. You'd be in a whole over. other state.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Two states. Like, that's crazy. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, like, wow. we'd be literally on the border of Louisiana and Arkansas oh, in six hours. God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It takes that long <clears throat> to get all the way up there. And so, yeah. So, that, so for us, that's not feasible to, to drive that far. And then, other than that, we have to go into Mississippi, and Mm -hmm. we did have a track that was two hours from us, but they shut down. So Mm -hmm. the only other one that we have would be four hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, and then there's another one that's like six, but yeah, that's far for us. So it's like if we don't race at Baton Rouge, we're just Mm -hmm. sitting here, and that's why, like, he's like, we're gonna have to start. Yeah, so we just don't have anything here. Definitely. Yeah.
1: oh so. Well, I hope you guys start traveling more next year, even though it's going to be like kind of far. But <laughs> yeah, that's what races. Do we
0: got to do? We gotta yeah. Do. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that, and that's kind of like how we're looking at it. It's like you know, we might not do it all the time, but at least get some, you know, mm-hmm. some races in at other places because you know this this past season we sat way that was just yeah. that like our season was too small like it didn't make mm-hmm. sense um so yeah we were so yeah we're definitely going to try and travel you know as much as we possibly can um,
1: that's awesome yeah well go
0: y'all <laughs> i'm be rooting for y'all oh thank you yeah cuz i mean my husband does it for a hobby it's not like he's trying to do this full time but even so it's like you know he loves doing it but it's like Gotta, you know, you've gotta be able to actually get some races in. It's like mm-hmm. if you're only racing every other week, you know, that's yeah. not really doing much. So right. yeah, you want to be able to be competitive and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So exactly, and especially since he's he hasn't raced this car for very long. So you know, three years is not that long. So it's like he wants to be able to get as much seat time as possible. So that's right. yeah, that's- so with you. <laughs> um Sag member and New York Fashion Week how did all that happen So
1: Sag was kind of random So <laughs> I, so this was oh gosh like 2012 oh, Okay um there was a show called Precinct 757 and they asked me they said hey would you want to be in a TV show I was like sure <laughs> I guess I don't know okay So my character was Helmet Girl, and I basically had a segment where the guy was running from a police officer, and I came on my bike with my helmet on, zooming, and I I, like almost hit him, Hmm. and so he like jumps out the way, and I like swerve, and it was really cool, and so I did that, and then I got the chance to be on a show called Lexus Zero to Sixty, which was a challenge, I think it was eight of us, eight or 10 of us, where we had to do these different obstacles in these different Lexus vehicles and whoever had the most points at the end, they won a Lexus. So, and again, I lost that by one point. But <laughs> um, So that's how I was able to become a SAG member because of the different shows that I was on. And I was on, um, season two, I think, of Muscles and Classics, where they did a segment on my car racing stuff, Mm -hmm. my late model racing, and my drag racing. So, yeah. 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 And then New York Fashion Week. I've been in New York Fashion Week, I think, three years. Mm -hmm. And it's just opportunity because modeling, believe it or not, was my first love before racing. And I I always said, I'm going to be a Victoria's Secret model. I'm going to be on the... A runway for their big show that they do at the end of every year. And yeah, I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm gonna get there.
0: You'll get there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna see you. Uh, we're gonna see you on uh, on TV. Yep, that's right. It's coming. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, and then obviously you also got um, you started doing stuff with Skip Barber. Which is amazing. So congratulations. Thank you.
1: (laughs) That was another thing that kind of came out of nowhere. (laughs) Like I've always been a Formula One lover. Mm -hmm. Um, Indy is cool, but I love Formula One over it. And so last year I was at SEMA and this guy named Rod Reed came up to me. He said, would you want to race a... A open-wheel car i'm like yeah <laughs> literally in two weeks my butt was in that car testing and then skip barber i got the opportunity to race the full season with skip barber so that was literally a dream come true and it was a kind of a full circle moment because last year i was at pri and i was looking at the skip barber uh formula four car not even knowing that a year later, my butt will be racing them. So, right. yeah,
0: you manifested really that. There you I go. Did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. So you, you, that was cool. You definitely manifested that. You brought that into existence, and it happened. And so, um, so yeah, so are you going to possibly do something like that again? Like, do something with open wheel? So I'm going to probably
1: transition to GT cars. Like open wheel cars and stuff is all cool, but just because I feel like I started when I did in Mm -hmm. open wheel going up the ranks, it'll it'll take a while. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I would rather transition into GT cars, GT3, GT4. And there's so many opportunities available for that. You can Mm -hmm. do, you know, like the Rolex 24 hours and all the the all that stuff. Yeah. So I think that's where my fit is going to be. So we're working on some stuff for 2024.
0: Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you got so much stuff going on. And yeah, I don't blame you for um, going to like the GT thing. Because yeah, like you said, there's so much more like opportunities for you, um, depending on like what you want to do. If you want to go into GT World Challenge or if you want to go into, you know, um, like you said, Rolex. Um, yep. There's just there's so many different things you could do, so that's great. So who knows? Yeah,
1: they see me on a 24 hour race. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, I did want to talk about your foundation. What's your Destiny Foundation? Um, because I love what you're doing. Like, I think that's amazing that you're doing that with kids, and you know, you're definitely mentoring them and getting them into racing. Because it's like obviously you know that's the next generation and like if that's the only way to keep it going is that you know we have yep. to get every single generation to be interested so so yeah. what made you start it so okay so i've always had a passion for kids
1: like my mine- entire life. I just love helping and introducing them to new things. So years ago, this was 2013, I think, I had went to a career day at my middle school I used to go to. And so many kids didn't know anything about drag racing. They didn't even know it existed. So my mind got to thinking, I'm like, maybe I should do a foundation. (laughs) So a few years went past, and then I went to another career day at an elementary school and this little boy, he came up to me, he said, wait a minute. I said, what? He said, you're a girl. I said, yeah. He said, but you race motorcycles? I said, yes. He said, I didn't know girls could do that. I said, yeah, they can. So at that moment, it was like, okay, I got to do something. I have mm-hmm. to push the narrative and show these kids that this exists. Mm-hmm. So, I decided to, to start my foundation called What's Your Destiny Foundation. And it's to help introduce kids into drag racing. And I'm doing it through junior drag racing because it's at an age where they can start. Nice. Um, so my goal is to be able to sponsor two kids every year to race in, the, um, in their local point series race oh, okay. for the whole season. So right now I actually sponsor three oh, wow. um, kids, wow. they're brothers and sisters. It's one girl, two boys, and they race junior dragsters and one of their cars is actually at, in PRI this year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um thanks. Yes. So I, my goal is just to be able to do that every year and teach them everything from the fundamentals of drag racing to how to take care of their car, mm-hmm. how to... Mm-hmm actually race and be competitive, win and all that stuff. So yeah, I can go on and on about it, but in a gym, like that's that's what it
0: is. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that you're so passionate about it though. Cause I mean, yeah, there, so many kids just don't know much about it. Like, unless they're exposed to racing, they they don't know. And yeah, Yeah. you exposing some of these kids that might not, might never even set foot at a racetrack ever, because ever. you know their family is not you know interested in racing or whatever. You know that can inspire some of them to be like, "Hey, I want to do this too." And then you know go to their family and be like, "Hey, I want to do this. Like I saw Destiny, and this is what she's doing, and you know, and I really want to do that." Because I mean, you're setting an example, and yeah, um, especially for young girls, because there's so many young girls that are not in racing and they might want to be, but they just don't know like how to get. Exactly.
1: And like, I actually was uh, the guest speaker at this event for this foundation called Girls for a Change and and it's all girls. And again, the the topic came up that I didn't know girls did this. I Mm -hmm. didn't even know this was a thing. And I say all that to say, being able to be in front of an audience like that and to show them that there's something else that they can do even though they're a woman is phenomenal Mm -hmm. and on top of that everybody's doing all this the the takeover scene where they're getting all these cars and they're doing burnouts in the Mm -hmm. middle of the street street racing and i want to be able to grab the kids while they're younger to show them the correct way to do it right rather than doing it that way because one it's not safe we're here Mm -hmm. about we're all about safety and if you can do this on the drag strip and in a a controlled environment Mm -hmm. and you can work your way up like it's endless
0: yeah exactly yeah no, and and i agree it's like sometimes when people like even hear just the word racing and they're not familiar with it they automatically think of street racing
1: they automatically
0: think about that and it's like no like number one, that's extremely dangerous. And that is not what we're talking about. Like we're talking about racing that's done in a controlled environment and there is tons of safety gear that you wear and, you know, you have less of a chance of getting hurt. That stuff, those people don't have any safety gear on. They're just going out there in the middle of the street and just doing whatever. And you just don't know if there's going to be you know bystanders too cuz you got people just standing around watching. Yep. Yeah, but it's like no with motorsports it's totally different. Like, you know, yeah. the whole point it's, is to push for safety, you know. And exactly. Done. And
1: and that's a lot of the stuff that I, I want to show the kids and all that stuff too, you know. You may see these people out here doing wheelies mm-hmm. on the street. It may look cool, but that's not that's mm-hmm. not the right way to do it, you know. That's, yeah.
0: We're gonna stay far away from that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, you know, they see adults doing that and they think that obviously adults are supposed to be the example. And so they think that, oh, okay, well, I see adults doing it, so that's okay. And it's like, no, actually those adults, what they're doing, they should not even be doing themselves because a lot of them get hurt and some of them, you know, some of them, you know, get killed from doing that stuff. And it's like, that's not, you know, you don't want to, you know, take that, that risk at all. And so, yeah, no, I don't blame you for, you know, wanting to introduce some of these kids that have never, you know, experienced any of that. You know, so yeah, they're because. Able to do oh, sorry. That. Yeah, I was going to say
1: because I go, I do like a lot of events and stuff mm-hmm. in inner city mm-hmm. schools. Oh, okay. Because yeah. You know, they don't, all they know is basketball and football. Mm-hmm. They don't know that it's, Anything outside of that that they can do to potentially make a living right off of so I mean my ultimate goal is to be able to have like a whole building and have simulators where they can come in and I want to expand out to do carding and all yeah. types of different stuff but i'm going to start here because that this is that's my baby that's what i do so yeah yeah
0: but no i love i love what you what you're wanting to do because no you're right um especially like you mentioned with inner cities it's like they're only exposed to so much stuff and then that's it and um and yeah and it's like you know racing is definitely not i mean let's be real definitely it's definitely not something that's really exposed to the black community like it's not I didn't know anything about racing until I met my husband, you know, yeah. I knew wow. absolutely nothing. And you know, mm. and that now I'm 18 years into it and, and like, I even told him, I said, if something ever happened where you and I weren't together, I'd still be in the racing community anyway, right. you know, cause it's like, it's become, it's, such a a big, yeah, it's become such a big part of my life that yeah, like that. And that's the thing It's like, my parents knew nothing about racing. Like they thought I was crazy that I was going to the racetrack with my husband. All of a sudden, and they're like, "What? What are you doing? Like, why are you right. going to this stuff?" And <laughs> and that my kids wanted to race dirt bikes and stuff. And yeah, they didn't understand any of that. They were like, "Y'all crazy? Like, I don't want nothing to do with that." You know, right? It was it was funny. My my husband got my my dad on a dirt bike one day. That was a, no. a Yeah. Oh my mom was about to have a heart attack she was like she's like no she's like you need to get him off that thing because she's like i know he don't know how to ride it you know obviously you know it, you know it has with the, the clutch and all that you know and everything and no she yeah. was freaking out she and then and then he was like well do you want to ride it my mom was not about that was like no nope. <laughs> not at all she's like oh no she's like y'all can keep that i love it (laughs) but it was yeah go ahead no it was definitely funny though because it's like i was actually shocked that my dad even wanted to jump on it because it's like my parents don't have nothing to do with any of that and you go dad stepping out on the wild (laughs) side (laughs) yeah but um they're supposed to come for christmas and um my husband was told my dad because he actually came uh, last mm-hmm. week and he's like um i'm gonna get you to try out the, the sim and oh okay oh i i'm already gonna be filming that i already know I, I know that's gonna be hilarious <laughs> and he he said he he said he'd do it i'm like okay My mom's probably it. gonna be there losing it she's gonna have a heart attack. i love
1: it but the good thing is it's very stationary exactly he's not going anywhere he can't tear mm-hmm. anything up so yeah i don't know she might be okay
0: yeah i think because it's a lot safer than him taking off on that dirt bike so yeah Way <laughs> <safer>. <laughs> yeah so but yeah he's supposed to try it out when he when they come for christmas so we'll see i'm awesome. definitely gonna film it so. Please do. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we want to see. We yeah. see <laughs> I'm definitely gonna do that. So yeah, it'll definitely be shown. Um, he might go viral. And we don't know. You know, <laughs> Dad will <gonna> go viral. <laughs> going to go viral. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah. So obviously, with PRI, are you doing? Are you gonna be speaking? Or are you just there just to hang out and have fun?
1: So I'm not speaking this year. Oh, okay. I did speak okay. last year, but this year, um, my bike is going to be in the Smith Systems um, booth. I think we're booth 2140. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, I'll be there. Um, I wasn't supposed to be doing an autograph signing, but they want me to. So mm-hmm. we'll figure that out within the three days that I'm here. Um, and I'm just going to use the opportunity to, you know, network and right. meet some new people. We'll see what's new um, from a lot of the companies. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna chill this year. Oh, but okay Most of all, I'm gonna help Kalia. That's that's one of the um, kids that I sponsor. Mm-hmm. So her car is there. It's in a booth, and I'm gonna. This is her first year, so I'm gonna oh, walk okay. with her and show her the ropes and stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. this
0: yeah, year is kind of all about her. Got <laughs> it. Yeah, and it'll definitely be fun because it's her first time. You know, yes. and so, yeah, um, and I'm sure, I mean, I've never been a PRI, I definitely want to try and go next year. So, um, but yeah, I'm sure, like, it's probably, probably so much stuff going on, and for her, you know, with it being her first time, I'm sure that could be overwhelming. <laughs> yes,
1: it, it definitely is. But the good thing is, we have three days, so we don't have to rush through it, right. And, um, hopefully, she won't get exhausted after being one
0: yeah yeah because there's so much stuff going on so but yeah no that that's awesome and yeah and obviously um good luck in 2024 i mean obviously you've got so much going on i can't wait to see like everything that you're going to be doing and yes oh i did forget too outside
1: of pri on sunday after pri i'm actually going to be doing a meet and greet an autograph signing at Northern Tool and Equipment here. So, it's called Donuts of Destiny and you can bring in an unused, brand new, unwrapped toy and for toys, for the toys for Tots type thing and you can get $10 off of your $10 and over purchase. So, I'm really looking forward to that because that's going to be fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's neat. And then obviously, you know, people are bringing toys for, you know, kids and stuff, and so you know, they get something out of it too. So. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, I'm so glad that you were able to come on and, and, you know, share everything you've got going on and, and everything. It was so much fun being able to talk yes. to you. Finally. I mean, I know it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> But so we made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm so glad that you were able to come on. And, and yeah, and definitely, Um, you know, we'll talk, we'll definitely talk, keep in touch and talk, you know, we'll, you know, we'll have you come back on for next year and with whatever you got going on then. And, you know, I'm sure it's going to be exciting stuff. So.
1: Yes. And I'm ready. I'll definitely bring me on next year. Um, yeah. we to next year. I don't know if you know that or not, but yeah. So it's a lot. <laughs> so yeah. a recap or update or something. But I'm very thankful to be on your show. I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. Keep rocking it. So
0: thanks. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Destiny. I know I did. Um, it was so much fun having her on, and she must she has an amazing personality, and we're practically besties now. So um so, yeah, make sure that you check out all her social media links. They will be in the show notes below. And also, um, if you are at PRI and you see Destiny, definitely, um, you know, stop by, tell her hi, you know, let her know that you listened to her um, episode here on Race Wife Builder. Also, um, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, RacingJunk.com, they at PRI as well. Um make sure that you guys stop by their booth and say hi if um if if you guys are able to you know get out there. Um also Destiny's gonna have the donuts with Destiny's event later on um this weekend too um out there at Indy so make sure that you guys um support that cause as well um and you know just just support her in general she's an amazing person So, um, yeah. And if you guys are at PRI, I hope you're having an amazing time. Unfortunately, I'm not there. Um, maybe I'll be able to be there next year. Uh, that is my plan is to be out there next year. Um, so, um, this year I'm just having to stay at home and live, live through you guys, um, through your social media posts. So, um, yeah, so I hope you guys go out there, uh, enjoy the rest of your week um, and your weekend, um, go out and manifest your best lives, and I will talk to you guys in the next one. Bye!